Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, Sat, Managing Editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, and FightfulSelect.com. If you all haven't checked out FightfulSelect.com, go ahead and do that. I'm getting questions for our Q&A podcast for this week as we speak. I posted scripts from Raw and SmackDown. I'll have early access to the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. We'll have Stupid People Extended. We'll have the Fightful Weekender podcast where we review uh, Ring of Honor, 205 Live, NXT, Impact, all kinds of stuff over there. Have a couple new features that we're working on doing UFC rankings breakdowns. Just a ton of extra additional exclusive content over there. Of course, you can get all of your free wrestling news, all of your exclusives, everything you've come to know and love out of Fightful.com over at Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. We have some exclusives this week coming up about the uh, NXT taping schedule. We uh, we have some stuff with Colby Covington. We have some stuff with Hangman Page. All that good stuff. But tonight I am joined by Jeff Hawkins. It is May 22nd. And (laughs) we often joke about the day that wrestling died on the Raw show. And that usually tends to be on Alex Pawlowski shows. Uh, a general overreaction to things. Last night was the night that wrestling died, I think, three. <laughs> and the thing was, in the afternoon, it was the the, the afternoon that wrestling was reborn. <laughs> you know, I, wrestling I, was still born yesterday. I'm just imagining going and, and, and this is the, your new house here, Fox. Oh, look, it's SmackDown. You get this nice. Oh, look, Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy had a very good match. Oh, and USA, you get you get you get this offensive segment over here. <laughs> Tyler's saying it was part four. What was what were the other three? I know that it was Goldberg Lesnar was the first. I can't remember the other ones. Now I you know, to even further that analogy, it's like it's like wanting a baby and then being birthed the most beautiful, perfect child and then leaving it in a dumpster. That's what happened yesterday with that Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley segment. I want your thoughts on the Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley segment that we saw last night on Raw. I almost quit watching wrestling. <laughs> I did. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, the, it, it's, it's what I like to call the mom test. Whereas if you're watching this on a TV and your mom walked into the room, Mm -hmm. how embarrassed would you be that you were watching that on television when she walked in? Um, But it's Vince. That's his, that's his campy sense of humor. And camp has been a big problem with WWE to me, at least for a long time. I I found it. Listen to Matt Riddle. Camp WWE is a big problem. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, 
I I was offended by it and insulted, and it takes a lot in wrestling to do that. I've watched 70s and 80s vignettes with straight-up racism that hasn't made me feel as stupid as, as watching that last night. I uh, I was embarrassed for everybody who was involved. Well, um, fortunately for WWE, there'll be there, there's a distraction because they just watched James Harden murder a man on live TV. So uh, distraction is created. Thank you, James Harden. We'll talk about this deal after SmackDown. I'm going to save it towards the end of SmackDown for us to talk about the the Fox deal. <clears throat> I rather enjoyed this episode of SmackDown. I don't know if it's just because I hated Raw so much, but SmackDown tonight, it looked like the A show on this on this night. And hey, two straight two straight days of SmackDown looking like the A show might be a record for the last year. <laughs> I think it was just easier to get through because of the awfulness of that Raw segment last night. That's what I tend to find is when you have a show like that, and then you follow it up with something that's a little more straight ahead. You know, it, it had its rough spots here and there, but it wasn't anything, you know, that was just offensive to the senses. You, you can get through it pretty well and enjoy it. The show kicked off with uh, The Miz coming out, talking about money in the bank. He's joined by The New Day. I know a lot of people enjoyed this segment. I did not enjoy the first 10 minutes of it. It seemed, I mean, it was harmless fun, but it seemed like a lot of wasting time to figure out who Miz's opponent was going to be. It's more of their campy style of humor. That That's what it was. And it's like everybody's kind of ahead of the joke by the time they get there. But I thought, you know, overall, the segment ended up quite well, I thought. Oh, I love the shaming him with pancakes thing. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> well, I thought it was clever to get him on because once Miz started getting angry and really angry and focused angry as opposed to play angry, it was yeah. kind of cool to see him slip up and then have the new day take advantage of that. I thought that was kind of smart storytelling. The pancakes in the face, they were trying to make him corpse and they almost did because you could see him holding it in every time he got hit in the face with a pancake. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was great stuff. Uh, Kyler did clarify backlash this year and Jinder Mahal winning the title were the other nights that wrestling died. So this was the night that wrestling died IV for going by Roman numerals. Uh, really, Miz and New Day dicked around for about 10 minutes who he was going to face. Miz puts over Xavier Woods' channel. It felt like it went on forever. Miz is sick of the jokes. He isn't wrestling any of them tonight. But New Day shame him with the pancakes. Miz runs backstage, walks right into Paige. Man, I think Paige is excelling in this role. I thought that she she was uh, really good here. Okay. Uh, after after the way too long dramatic pause to get the sketch started, yeah, she was good. Well, sure, yeah, that was. <laughs> but I mean, I've come to expect that out of every segment they had paid. No, in, I, you know including... what? Including. Yeah, hey, I'm going <laughs> to defend. Uh, I'm going to defend the segment a little bit more. I thought I thought Miz laying out the case for each member of the New Day was quite good s- scripting. Um, hey, a lot of people liked it, man. It just wasn't for me. I, I don't think it was the greatest segment in the world, but I didn't think it was uh, it was it was bad. Let's put it that way. But oh, yeah, I, I didn't think it was bad by any means. I mean, especially after what we saw last night, it wasn't bad. It just my issue with the with the Miz Page thing is that Miz should have never stopped. He should have walked, kept walk. That should have been a walk and talk type of 
segment where Paige is saying, hey, you have to go back there yeah. type of thing, as opposed to just st- the, the, the stopping and the staring was kind of uh, abrupt. And it, it was like, all right. I thought somebody had forgotten their line. That That's the part. <laughs> so during the commercial between Miz going out for his match and uh, this segment, he had cut a promo and he talked about SmackDown being a billion dollar franchise. Keep in mind, he tweeted about this yesterday, brought it up on the mic during the commercial. Man, that's as good of a confirmation as I think we're getting anytime soon. The fact that WWE, Miz ain't going to tweet anything he's not allowed to. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to say anything on that mic. He's not allowed to. So that's uh, I love that he's doing that, and he's taking credit for it. He should. And did you ever see? Did you ever see the Conor McGregor interview where they said, uh, "Like, how much do you think you're worth to the UFC?" And he said, 4.2 billion dollars." Right after they <laughs> sold it, I thought it was great. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Big E spanks the Miz. And then New Day serves as Big E's corner men and feed him syrup. I liked this. <laughs> I don't I don't know what everybody else thought of this, but this this was a nice little twist now on the act where oh, we need him to rest between rounds. And so we got syrup in the mouth and, a, and a kind of I think they were patting him down with a pancake with the vast. They've been in Europe. They do rounds over there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's fine with that. I mean, Biggie was unrepentantly stupid in this entire thing, so it was fine. I liked it. It was good. Biggie's splash is horrifying. It looks horrifying to take. I wouldn't want no on the apron. Oh god, either, there's no- either of them. Even in the middle of the ring, he gets okay. Ultimate Warrior splash. I don't buy as a finisher. Big E, if he did it as a finish, I would buy it every time. He gets so goddamn high up in the air. Okay, but middle of the ring, I can still, you know, sure. you still get that give. I watched that one on the apron. I went, oh, he broke two ribs <laughs> on that thing. Oh. He also suplexed Miz about 82 times across the ring before getting a Uranagi for two. I teased on Twitter that Miz was getting a new B team. It would be the bar. I love the spot where Kofi launched himself off of Cesaro's shoulders to take out Sheamus. That was phenomenal. It caused a distraction, got the win for The Miz. Since n- November of 2015, this was Big E's second singles loss. The only other one was to Rusev. He's not done that many, but I mean, even then, like WWE loves to do the thing where the single members of the tag team lose a match, and they haven't done that with Big E a lot. This comes off of rumors, at least from PW Insider, that they want to give Big E a push. What do you make of those rumors before we get into the quality of the match that they've been around forever and that they will break and that they will break up the new day when the new day feels like breaking up because they're making way too much money to quit oh, right yeah. now. Um, I thought Xavier Woods was outstanding on commentary in his part of that segment. He just, he was throwing them all off their game and it was a blast to hear both Corey and, Byron could not hang with Xavier on the mic. I thought that was a lot of fun. I think there are legs in keeping them together and doing singles runs with at least one of them. I think there is a a new, different, unique dynamic to that that they should explore. They should dare to do some things differently because they have that option. I would agree with I would agree with you, but what does your gut say? Because we know how they do these things. We know how they do these things. It's always 
turn one and have the other two lose to get the heat. That's how these things end. Yeah, and uh, we'll get to it later, but my hope is that instead of relying on formula, they break formula. But we'll we'll talk about that much, much later. I thought the match was fine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is leading to the bar and the Miz against New Day next week. That match is going to be awesome. I cannot wait to watch that match. That's going to be a lot of fun. Then, uh, you know, fortunately, after the night that wrestling died, Lana and Aiden English resuscitated it. <laughs> they gave it beautiful, sweet mouth to mouth. The heart started pumping again. The breath was going. Aiden English accompanies Lana to the ring amidst all these rumors of, you know, splits. His intro was fantastic. It was great. And I see this and I'm like, oh, no, they really shouldn't do a split of any no. kind. I thought they bailed on it last week when they had that 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 uh, that segment because there was absolutely no tension in it whatsoever. So I think they may have bailed. On, they may have just hinted at it and they've decided against it for now. I hope so. And first impression of this, we haven't seen Lana in the ring very much at all outside of Mixed Match Challenge. If she could be even passable in the ring, she would be phenomenal for them. She has the personality. Now, now it, the in-ring part is is the issue. Um, I am I am welcoming because nothing made me laugh more than during those mixed match challenge. The Lana is the best Lana number yes. one song. I love that song. I don't. I, I I'm so happy that they've brought it back, and they and they're not they're not necessarily tying her popularity to Rusev the Rusev Day chant they gave her her own but with Aiden doing it I I really kind of like this entire thing I've said it a million times it's so much harder to make baby faces than heels it's it seems real easy to make people I don't know man they have accidentally created baby faces all over the place Samoa Joe gets great reactions Elias gets great reactions Lana Rusev and Aiden English all get great reactions to me if you if you get that I hitch my wagon to it, at least in a mid card perspective. Well, there's a, there's a problem with that because we, and we've talked about this before is that all their heels end up doing some sort of crowd work. That's that's audience participation meant to get them a pop. So you never know if they're really getting the cheers or, or if it's just kind of the sing-along part, like the Miz in that first segment, he even mentioned, he goes, I'll, I could get you guys to cheer anything at this point. So it's with hard these, to get people to boo. <laughs> with these people, man, I think that if if there is a pivot, I think the crowd goes with it. I mean, God, you God, man. Lana's been consistently over for years now. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse, the crowd's chanted, we want Lana for years. Iconics come out and sing a duet about Lana being a loser. They slap Aiden and <laughs> La- Lana rushes to his aid. <laughs> can I, can... <laughs> the Iconics... With their extended, I need to warm up shtick. Again, I love unrepentant stupidity. I loved every bit of this and them trying to get it out of there. But yeah, the lot of rushing to the defense of Aiden might, might be my favorite moment on this SmackDown. Tonight. And I know a lot of people will debate me on this. The slap was the worst thing. I thought that was the, the only real bad thing Lana did. Mm-hmm. In the ring, Lana connects with an awesome-looking kick. Face Buster didn't look good; looked no. real bad. But uh, as somebody put it, pointed out on Twitter, it would have been nice if Billy Kay left her feet for the move. 
I said last week when this was brought up that someone might die. No one died. Um, I still think Billy Kay would have probably been better served both in the long term and the short term of being put in this match as opposed to Lana. But uh, okay. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with Lana in this match. Yeah, like I said, Facebuster didn't look good, but it's it's hardly on Lana there. But she's worked seventy matches over the last year. How much do you think that means? I, I think I think there's nominal improvement in her. I mean, she does not look as bad as she did on her re debut. Let's put it that way. She's not, but that's not, but that's not a high bar to cross. But you know what? You gotta give credit for working hard and sticking at it. Well, to be honest, man, I watch a lot of Ring of Honor, and upon her re-debut, she looked a hell of a lot better than a lot of the women I see on Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, I see real bad shit. Yeah, no, I, I agree. There, there, there is some women of honor is not the strongest. Not, not only that, I hear women mispronouncing the name of the goddamn championship with regularity out there and calling it the Woman of Honor Championship. I'm like, damn, guys. Damn, guys. So, Lana, in Money in the Bank, how does this work? What do you see her high spot being? Oh, jeez. You're going to make me do this right now? Yeah. Um, I, I think she's coming off the top of the ladder onto everybody. I think that's going to probably be the, the move in, in some way. I, I, she is going to do an aerial spot because she's going to be asked to do something in this match. She can't just be the one helping to catch people all the time. Um, yeah, I'm... Uh, do you, do you have a list in front of you of the seven people doing the gauntlet next week or whoever, however many in, in, in the raw? Cause I'm trying to figure out who, uh, who's going to yeah, be. I'll pull it up right now. Sasha Banks, Sarah Logan, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Mickey James, Bailey, and Dana Brooke. I think Ruby Riot's going to be putting that thing. What? You don't expect Dana Brooke to be added. You know what? That was my initial thought to be yeah. honest with you, because I was thinking it looked like they were they're not putting in people who had been in the elimination chamber and at least most of the people who were not in the last money in the bank, they were trying to give everybody a turn. So I'm, I was thinking maybe they give Dana Brooke the spot just to have someone out there. But uh, I'm thinking Ruby riots probably going to be the pick occasionally because I follow most of these people on Twitter. I'll see the give Dana Brooke a chance tweets. I'm like, where are you people coming from? <laughs> She's on the main <laughs> roster. She got more than the chance that she deserved. Jesus Christ. She so, was admittedly uh, brought up a bit quick. Uh, yeah. She right now isn't where she needs to be to be called up, much less back then. Andrade Cien Almas with uh, Zelina Vega defeated a local wrestler. And boy, he wrecked this jobber. <laughs> you know... <laughs> This he, I, I think he might have been a little bit, uh, a little bit angry at, uh, at at this guy messing up a bit, um, because when Corey Graves is almost losing his his stuff, watching you destroy a guy yes. <laughs> or get destroyed, that that's what I knew. This isn't going as planned necessarily, and someone's taking a beating for it, and I think it's local talent. Oh yeah. <laughs> It was just funny. That's how they even refer to them on the script is Andrade C and almost versus local. Well, um, who boy, 
did he just show up with a pair of tights tonight? Or did, I mean, the guy's local. God. He's domestic, but he got an imported ass kick, and I'll tell you Ooh. that much. That <laughs> kick to back elbow. Well, yeah, that was, a, that was sweet. And Double I thought in the corner, hammerlock DDT. Now there's, there's a little something I want to bring up here. There was a lot of talk about how much Andrade Cien almost likes the finest things mm-hmm. in life. There's a guy in NXT. We'll call him Hawaiian Wade Barrett, Hawaiian green Wade Barrett, Kona Reeves. It hasn't really been working out that great for him. He's got an awesome motor. He's a big dude. They like him, obviously. Uh, To say the gimmick isn't resonating would be an understatement, although it is developmental. But, I mean, the guy screams out, I'm the finest, about 72 times a match. Yeah. Now, this is pure speculation on our part. What do you think that means, the fact that they're using this on SmackDown Live? Because by the looks of it, there might not be Kona Reeves for quite a while based on the tapings that I saw, unless they're doing like some backstage stuff with him, which they do a lot on NXT. Um, it, But this is also isn't the first time that they've kind of cribbed from guys that they're using on NXT to take a couple of personality uh, things traits. or even or, or traits or even a move or two from a guy from somebody on the NXT roster and have them use it on the main roster to help them get over. Well, they kind of they kind of used the Baron Corbin breaking ground stuff for Big Cass. Yeah, and they brought up some of the breaking ground stuff this week for Baron Corbin, which I was quite sh- about the. Skull yeah, I wish stuff. they would bring the damn show back. They've got the money to do it now. My <laughs> God, I love that show. That was that was not only one of my favorite shows on the network. That was just one of my favorite shows. Period. Yeah. That was an incredible show. Just great, great stuff. Uh, really good character building there. Oh, my God, I almost destroyed this guy. So I have a series that I do every summer called Squash City. I'll take a look at, like, Stagger Lee defeating the Patriot. Yeah. I'll take a look at some of the biggest ass kickings ever. This one might be on there this summer. It was pretty good. Uh, it was very it was very Mulky Brothers-esque. Yeah, it was. The old school fans. How do you? Th- I mean, he didn't get much of a reaction tonight, and this was a hot crowd tonight. Do you think that he would have been better served with vignettes as opposed to selfie promos and coming soon graphics? Yes, he seems uh, like most definitely that, that really would have done well with those. Yeah, they 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 just assumed that he was coming, and they thought that uh, they do this uh, from uh, from time to time on NXT talent. They forget that there's not a lot of carryover from NXT hardcore audience to mm. casual WWE audience and if you go to if you go to shows back to back you'll you'll hear that especially like i remember both at the Royal Rumble and at uh and and at WrestleMania you know th- th- there were guys who showed up on screen from NXT and everybody's just kind of like who is that yeah. and and it's and th- it, you need to use your skills of conditioning your audience with the vignettes, with the film production company you have. You have basically a mobile movie company to introduce these characters a little bit stronger than just he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Here's his debut. I use I have a cousin who's recently gotten into pro wrestling, and I use him as a gauge. And when I ran down the NXT card a while back, he only knew Shayna Baszler and he knew her because she fought in the UFC. That's the Mm -hmm. only one he knew. 
I see like, you know, every so often you have a Ted DiBiase of Al Venus, a Muhammad Hassan, where these vignettes just paint the picture for you. Even crime time to a degree as cheesy and campy as those were. It paints a picture of the gimmick. And I think you have Ted DiBiase level leeway with an Andrade Cien Almas character and how colorful it is and how colorful Zelina is and what she compliments and brings to that package to where you can show him out partying and Zelina being like, hey, dickweed, shit straight type of thing. Like, Here's, here's the major difference. In NXT, your work gets you over to impress the crowd. They're kind of sitting there with, with arms crossed and they're waiting for you to show something. And once you do, you've won the crowd over, you're over in NXT. On the main roster, it's character. It's all character. It's the packaging. It's the sizzle. It's what are we supposed to think about you? What's your hook? Okay, now go. That that's 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 the that's the two differences. And they they're they're trying to get him over by showing his finishing move and showing his his moves and him being dominant, which is good. Don't get me wrong. It's a positive. I like squash matches for new guys as opposed to just going out there and beating a Ty Dillinger level guy your first night and having to go back and forth, which was the problem with Asuka against Emma that first time they brought her up to the main roster. But really, you could have you could have spent you didn't even have to debut this guy until after Money in the Bank because he's not going to be on the card. Probably you could have done vignettes for all six weeks. And then when he came on the show after that, he would have been much bigger than he is now, although he is still getting a decent reaction, I think. Speaking of vignettes, they have not been airing the VTRs, as they call them, for sanity. Just absent. Also, Authors of Pain haven't been on Raw. No, the Authors of Pain were on main event this past week. I am still of the opinion that they 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 kind of called an audible on sanity, and they're waiting until after this next NXT takeover, and they're bringing Nikki in with the package. They should. They should. And I could see why they didn't want to telegraph what they're going to do with with a Nikki Cross, so good. Carmella is wearing an Oscar match backstage. Then she swerves Dasha Fuentes and calls her a hater. She is a hater. She is. It's <laughs> fine. It's what Carmella does. That's Did you see Carmella's uh, tweet of the list of people she's better than? No. It's fantastic. She has like a four-picture list of just everybody who's ever basically been in the women's division and then a bunch of fictional characters. It's quite good. I'll have to see it. Styles and Nakamura come out to the ring with Renee Young, and Nakamura throws to a video, which I usually hate. But goddamn, he's so hilarious. He did it great. I thought I thought this was the possibly one of the smoothest transitions to showing a video that they've done in the history of this gimmick. Yeah, and I got to say, I would say this tonight, maybe his best English-speaking promo I've ever heard. I thought he was great. I thought he was, let's put it this way, I thought he was great. I think they gave him too much to say. They did. Um, They did for sure. Because it was getting a bit, uh, there were times where I'd be like, okay, what was, why are they, okay, shorter sentences for Shinsuke, shorter sentences, but uh, his delivery was fantastic all night. AJ and Nakamura go back and forth. AJ wants to know the stipulation, and Nakamura says it will be a pillow fight. Now, this would have been historic because it would have been the first ever male pillow fight in WWE history. Crossing gender. Uh, uh, exactly. They had yeah. the, the historic first ever women's 
pillow fight match, I believe, at uh, what was it? Was it at a WrestleMania? The lingerie pillow fight, I believe, was at a WrestleMania because it was a lingerie pillow fight. But they also have had pajama pillow fights. They um, had one, a diva lingerie pillow fight on Raw in 08. Okay. Let's see here. Wow. Okay. Son of a bitch. They've had like seven of them. I was hoping pillow would be a euphemism for ball sack, and it was just going to be the, it was going to be finally our ball punching match that we've all been waiting for. Yes, they had one at WrestleMania 22, Tori Wilson and Candice Michelle in a Playboy pillow match. Uh, they have not had one since 2008, although on the Hulkamania tour in 2009, there was one. So Hulk Hogan, you know, bringing it back. Uh, they get into a brawl. Styles ends up getting hit with a chair, and Nakamura reveals that they are going to have a last man standing match. Your thoughts on a last man standing match just after a Kinshasa as well? Um, I really liked the chair shots that Nakamura was try- that he missed because they were they were going with full force as opposed to kind of that uh, stage fight type thing. I mean, he was trying to lay in that chair into the table, and I really liked this uh, this kind of all over the place brawl. Last man standing, I, I kind of like it. I kind of think I know the end because um, I think I think again, Shinsuke Nakamura is going to be borrowing from the from his old. Ca- What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Stable made Toru Yano's playbook in some way. Or at least that's going to be a spot in the match. But uh, look, these two, if you're going to give me a last man standing match, I, th- I think the drama may be a bit hard to pull off for these two, but because of the pausing and, you know, the struggling to get up, it, that may kill the pace a little bit, but uh, I'm more than excited to watch this. Yeah, I think it, I their matches keep getting better. So mm-hmm. I'm going to expect that this one does as well. I was sent a copy of the list, Carmella's list by Kyler. How dare she include Nora Jones? (laughs) My God. My God. Nothing. Big Nora Nora Jones fan, are you? I like Nora Jones. I do. I do do like Nora Jones. Almost went to a concert of hers last year. Top contender match. Gallows and Anderson defeated the Usos. Gallows and Anderson say the Usos have blown it against the Bludgeon Brothers repeatedly. Usos cut a good promo. Then they get called nerds and a brawl breaks out. Gallows and Anderson have gotten probably in the best shape they have ever been in. Both of I was them. I thought Carl Anderson looked more cut than I had I had seen him in a while. I, I that was something I was watching. My God. Yeah. 
Um, what I was wanting, and I, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm going to throw this by you. The beginning of that promo was great between the two of them. And it really, to me, it took out all the resonance when, when they did the nerd thing. And I was like, oh, oh, I wish they could have just done that one thing serious. And that really would have that. I really, because I would love that kind of, I was trying to think of a corollary for, from my youth and, and my fandom, an old school kind of sheep herders, fantastics brawl. Mm-hmm. between the Usos and, and these two, like have this be a, like just a knockdown drag out fight all around the arena until someone struggles to get a pin for the three. I, I, I really would have liked that kind of match, but I liked this match a lot. I liked that. I don't mind the Usos losing. I think that the uh, good brothers are sacrificial lambs at money in the bank. Anyways, yes, they are. And it's nice to build them up a little bit to get before they get this law, but it's also good because you've been, killing the usos in the new day for the past couple months time to give somebody else a turn so yeah i kind of agree with you ultimately it's baby face versus baby face and that's kind of what they're over as baby faces for is the nerds thing but yeah i'm with you i think that this would have been better served even though it was a good match would have been better served as a brawl that felt like it meant a lot more than it did and commentary didn't do it any favors gallows kicked out of a super kick and an uso splash and commentary like barely referenced it Mm-hmm. I'm like this combo has won them like six what six titles yeah it is just another thing uh, also I will take Anderson's flying neck breaker over the Bobby Roode blockbuster any day man he hits that I don't know if any of you have played Saturday Night Slam Masters on Super <laughs> Nintendo you ever played that game yeah I did you remember Rasta the Blanca looking dude who would always yeah. do the neck breakers and shit he hit one Rasta style I played it in the arcade. That's how old I am. But yeah, oh boy, I, I had it on Super <laughs> Nintendo, and it's a great one. He kicks uh, one of the Usos off the ropes. Gallows and Jay trade super kicks. Then there's a magic killer for the win. Far too short, but this was really good. Very good. Lambs, indeed. Mm-hmm. Money in the Bank qualifier. Naomi defeated Sonya Deville. This is a pretty fun, uh, different opening series between Deville and uh, Naomi that sees Naomi do the splits, and then Deville tackled her real hard. The the thud on that when they caught that wasn't a double leg. That was a that was a spear that she yes. did on her, and you could hear the thud when her shoulder went into her solar plexus. That Man, thing hurt. I think Sonya's going to be real, real good when it's all said and done. Sonya is going to be really good. Uh, also, there was a kick trade here at the same time, and you really see the difference in quality there. Uh, Sonya Deville trained to throw kicks, Naomi not turning her hips. But Naomi rolls up Deville for the win. Yeah, it's fine. They got to Naomi in the match. She's going to do probably some pretty cool high spots in the latter match. It's fine. I think Sonya is about 20 years too late in terms of uh... – she she's the type of wrestler who you could call it in the ring and be kind of that – kick punch mm-hmm. beat them down type style i think she gets lost occasionally in the chore- choreographed highly stylized version of the women's division i think it'll come don't get me wrong i'm, I'm not tough enough I'm not, three years ago i mean I'm not, just think about that yeah i'm not burying her or anything i just think the style of the dance the choreography is really kind of tripping up what should be a real badass in the ring at times yeah, and obviously they don't have a 
heavy focus on her with the women that they have signed, including yeah. Rousey and Baszler and Duke and Shafir. But man, I think that she's got just a ton of potential. Daniel Bryan defeated Jeff Hardy. Samoa Joe joins commentary. He is super over. We had seen Big Cass on crutches backstage earlier and never anything again. Which was more than I thought they were going to mention at first because I I was waiting for it. It's like because they, they, they went down with the match. It's like, yeah, Daniel Bryan versus Jeff Hardy. Winner will get Samoa Joe. And then they just kept talking about the show. And I'm like, are they even going to mention that this is supposed to be big cast versus Samoa Joe? And they did in passing. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think this is doghouse or just to write him off to protect him? A little bit of both. I think okay. ultimately this ends up being. So I, I brought this up on the Fightful Weekender podcast exclusively on FightfulSelect.com. Lars Sullivan is not ready for a top main event championship match in NXT. I don't think he's over to the level they want him to be. I don't think he's ready in the ring. So they had him come out and ruin a match between two people that the crowd really wanted to see wrestle in an effort to get heat on him. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably what they'll do with Big Cass. They'll have him come out and interrupt the match that people really want to see next week in Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe in an effort to get heat on him that way, as opposed to something character-driven or in-ring-driven I think that's where where they are. Now, I know that even Big Cass, or at least I was told, that Big Cass was told, we appreciate you throwing out ideas and stuff, but we want something done a certain way. Okay. And that wasn't what happened, and they didn't take kindly to that. I don't know. And obviously, (laughs) I've heard that tensions could be high. It's been like one of the busiest two months in the history of the company as far as travel has went, or at least in the last couple decades, between oh God, yes. WrestleMania and South Jetta, Africa, South Africa, Europe, Saudi Arabia, Europe, They're putting together these two insane. TV deals. There's a lot going on right now. Upfronts, not even to mention that they had to have a bunch of people on hand for that. It's been one of the craziest periods, and that has been uh, explained to the talent too. Don't fuck up. Don't do stuff you're not supposed to be. There's a huge magnifying glass on us right now. And that wasn't really something that is scandalous. It's Mm. just, they said, don't do it. He pitched it. They said, we appreciate you pitching it, but no. And then he did it anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Also, uh, Byron Saxon, maybe don't bring up what Jeff Hardy gets high off of on commentary. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, one of those things that just kind of happens sometimes. Yeah. yeah, it sure does. Jeff Hardy gains the advantage before the commercial. A top rope battle leads to Hardy hitting a whisper in the wind, and it looks like Brian took care of himself on that one. Like, he's watched a couple Jeff Hardy matches in his day, and he said, yeah, I'm going to make sure that I can wrestle this weekend. <laughs> Brian goes uh, after the knee of Hardy, misses that le- last yes kick. I, I'm really excited to see the next time he pivots from that because we all know he's going to miss that last yes kick every time. Mm-hmm. Hardy gets the twist of fate, and I, for a second, I was real worried about Daniel Bryan's knees on that swanton. Yeah, boy, he got crushed. All of it, all, all of the back on those knees right there. He finishes off the yes kick. And then Hardy is wrapped up in a heel hook and taps out. Keep in mind, the same heel hook he taught a young EC3 
on NXT back in the day, a submission, as EC3 called it. You know what I really like? I really like Daniel Bryan as uh, go after the knee type of killing technical wrestler. I liked that. That I think this is going to be his new move from now on. Is that that somewhere about halfway through the match, he's going to throw a drop kick to the knee. He's just going to go after the more match. Oh yeah, would love it. I'm I'm loving this, and that was a great match. Because the thing is, we've seen that match out of Nakamura forever. But I don't think really since New Japan we've seen it done the way that it was in New Japan that made it good every single time he went out and did it. Mm-hmm. Because I, there, I could count on one hand the number of Nakamura matches that have blown me away since he came to NXT, let alone yeah, a WWE main roster. I could do it on half a hand. There you go. <laughs> and, and you know what? I might be able to stop after the first night he was ever there. Samoa Joe taunts Brian on the mic as the show ends. It is Brian versus Joe next week. That is a hell of a SmackDown main event. I'm ready for it. I, I love. I thought Joe was pretty great on commentary too, giving Daniel Bryan his his props. But you know, playing into the past with ROH, while not mentioning ROH naturally, but also he, being the heel that respects his opponent but knows he's going to kill him next week and wants to hurt him. I, I liked that that aspect as opposed to the seething hate and giving no respect to the, to your baby face and all that other stuff. It was, it was a nice little twist. And of course, Joe is fantastic. And Joe's promo with, uh, with Renee was great too. Somebody on our uh, live chat brings up, never saw Jeff tap before. That's a good point. I can't remember seeing Jeff tap. I'm sure it's happened, but my God, it's been a while. If he has, that's that's like one of those people you I guess you don't really like there are some things that are like sneaky protected. Yeah. Like nobody's ever kicked out of end of days. Hardly anybody ever kicked out of the five star frog splash. There are certain things and moves that just don't seem to happen. Man, that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, I hadn't really put that in my mind. I would look it up on cage match right now, but going on to pro fight DB while while we talk here, see if I can find the last time he did that. Yeah, man, that's that's not one that I even think about is Jeff Hardy tapping out. And it did look a little unique. It did look a little different that Jeff Hardy w- was submitting. I had to show somebody Jeff Hardy versus Sting for the first time a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, no. And they were like, did Sting like hold him down for the pin? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> probably was whispering something while he was doing it too. It's like, you stay down, you son of a... So uh, we'll move on past the Jeff Hardy thing. We'll go ahead and talk about the big news. It was reported on Monday that Fox and WWE had reached a deal five years over $1 billion for the rights to SmackDown Live with it rumored to air on Friday's Holy crap. This is quite a jump because as of at least last year, WWE made $180 million for the whole shebang on USA, Raw, SmackDown, and Tribute to the Troops. That divided up is in the $70 million area for a SmackDown Live on Tuesday. This is about a two and a half, or gosh, more than that, almost 
almost tripling your your rights fees for SmackDown. Now, this puts wrestling in a unique area. I've had a lot of people saying, oh, this means this, this means that. I don't know what it means for anything because this has never happened. And if they got that much for SmackDown, I can't imagine how much they're going to get for Raw. What were your initial thoughts on this uh, this deal? Rob and I talked about this because we were actually doing two episodes this week. Uh, we talked about this yesterday and last week. And I, my initial thought was this is the equivalent in real estate of a short sale. When they came out with the press release saying that SmackDown Live is out there, it's open for the bidding. Oh, and we have some interested parties. Oh, it could land over on ESPN. It could land over on Fox. That was meant to get the bidding out there. Yeah. To me. And someone bit and overpaid thinking that this might be the chance for it. Um I I think it's a rather low bar to put it on Friday night. I think it fits Fox's schedule because now, you know, potentially they could have live sports Thursday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. on there or stuff if you consider wrestling a sport or sport like substance i mean between the thursday night football the friday night uh you know wrestling saturday ufc and sunday football again that that's a heck of a weekend for a 18 to 35 uh male demographic right there more socially accepted in that manner i think than ever before i think it's more embraced by the mainstream and by by sports figures than probably ever before. Oh, and but Joe Buck's gonna gonna be kind of snarky on, on the. Oh, promise. I'm sure. I, I, <laughs> um, but also being on Friday night is, is an interesting call because for your generation, the only time Friday night was ever popular was the eight was the Friday TGIF on ABC lineup that got ratings. And for my generation, the one time that Friday night was must-see appointment television was when Miami Vice was still on. All they need is a solid number here. So the so the narratives about, man, they're going to really have to stack it up with a lot of talent, you know, to really impress the Fox people. No, Fox Fox bought the product as is. They want the solid numbers on Friday night and consistency and if they get the growth, if they get a new boom period like the Attitude Area, it's all gravy after that, in my opinion. I think that's the notion here. Um, and I think the other narrative about, well, now creative's going to be on hold until until this new contract gets into uh, effect. It's not like it's not like overall the overall creative vision has been clicking, and there's been a lot of nar- great subtext and deep story writing going on here guys you've been getting product and that's all fox wanted and they overpaid for it and wwe got their money there are a lot of discussions over wwe won't be motivated to create compelling content well we don't know that like like i've had people that were upset at me for refusing to insinuate the quality of a wrestling program 16 months from now i have no idea Fox they could rebrand made, this. They could totally redo this entire thing yeah. just for Fox. They they could do a whole lot of different things. And it's a it's a point that I'm going to echo throughout the week. I'm going to compile all these and put them in a video on Fightful, all the reactions to this that we have. But UFC is going to get paid more off of their ESPN Plus streaming deal 
per show than they do off of a lot of low-level pay-per-views. WWE is going to make more money per episode of SmackDown than they will on a lot of different types of medium that they that they would have had uh, as options. I good god, man. It they have a couple years ago they were a pay-per-view company or not a couple about 10 years ago. Uh 10 years before that, they really really relied on TV ratings. 10 years before that, it was so much live event and merchandising and all of that. It's really, really tough to tell where the dominoes are going to fall. Fox may step in and say, you better give us some good shit if we're paying this type of money. And you better give us some compelling shit. Like like I mentioned to Alex, they may have hired a team to go out and do the research and say, <laughs> is this worth it? Is it going to be good programming? What's it going to be? I'm not in on those meetings. It's hard for me to tell, and I will not assume the quality of a program uh, or even the method because they're going to make way more off of Fox than they are the network. And that's even before USA Network. Yeah. Oh, boy. They, they and, you know, there, there's the question of talent raises. Is there going to be a talent raise? Will they do less days on the road? They could. And really not lose out on much of anything. There are so many are dollars gonna, are, that are, are going to fall here. Yeah, are they going to tape on Tuesday? Or are they going to be live on Friday? That's, oh, I don't think. I don't think there's. Have. I think there's maybe a five to ten percent chance they tape on Tuesdays. By the way, I have an answer to your question. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the last time Jeff Hardy in a singles match lost by submission, no way out, two thousand three. Yeah, I just tweeted Chris that. Jericho. Jeez. Just tweeted that fifteen years ago. Wow, unbelievable. So, you know, there's a lot of talk of. I'm God, not reading I hate your that. tweets. I'm paying attention to you. I hate to to re or well, you looked that up, so there you go. But <laughs> there's a lot of talk of will SmackDown be the A show? Will it be the A show? No, no, never will. Raw will always be the Tiffany brand because it's what brought them to the dance. Yep. Well, I mean, eventually Nitro was the A show instead of Saturday Night. Yeah. So and the, yeah, but but Raw, you know, when 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 the Attitude Era hit. The spark. There's still this air of nostalgia within the company. So Raw will all they will dress up SmackDown and tell you it's an equal show. Yes, but it's not. Also, network TV does not mean what it used to mean. It definitely Correct. does not mean what it meant 20 years ago. 20 years ago on Fox would have meant a lot more than today now. on Fox means because it's it's just not the same. No, now you can have a small show with a loyal following that gets a solid rating and it's considered a hit. 20 years ago, you needed that, uh, you know, it's it's like in, in sitcoms, the water cooler show. It had to be watched by almost everybody and, and that was considered a hit. So the bar is kind of different now as to what is a hit and what is in television. I mean, The Walking Dead has seen their viewership like in half. Well, look at look at what happened with with the now departed Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine, its highest rating for the season in terms of a season rating ninety seven, and it got picked up by another network because of the loyal fan base and the, and hopeful and also probably because of the star and the producer, you know, and and being in yes. NBC's good graces does not hurt, but is not what anybody would call a popular show. Yeah, Lauren Michaels being able to call up Andy Samberg and say, can you write a song for us in two days? And him being like, yeah. And Michael 
and Michael Schur being behind Parks and Rec probably didn't hurt either. Man, there's just I'm really excited about this time in wrestling, and I've, I had mentioned this on the Breaking News podcast I did yesterday. It's not such a bright time in MMA, especially for media. Like it's not a hot period of MMA now. Their UFC is about to get paid a lot of money, and the funny thing is, UFC turned down Fox's 200 million per year as a lowball offer. WWE for a long time battled that stigma of poor people watch wrestling. Wrestling fans don't pay for shit. And it really looks like they were like, you know what? Kick rocks with that. We're getting paid. And they did. Let me let me ask you this, because it's it's something that I argue with 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 certain people in the wrestling commentariat. Uh, Bruce Mitchell being first and foremost, Bruce Mitchell of the uh, torch. Mm-hmm. He is convinced that WWE is eventually going to sell. I mean, I could, it could happen. Um, I, I never, I've just never seen it, man. I just think it's, it's their legacy. It's the family heirloom to be passed down. And I also think, man, if somebody like a Disney came in and bought WWE, it would be scrapped in two years. Yeah. And here's the thing. Why? Yeah. If, because if of content, no member, content, it, because it's a content provider, and so yeah. Then, but I mean, but I mean, why sell if anybody with a mick in their name didn't want to work another day in their life and pass it off to somebody else and not sell? They wouldn't have to do anything. Right. Right. My God, I mean, one of the articles I wanted to look at this week was just how much money Vince left on the table for taking out the money for Alpha. He left a lifetime of money on the table from the time that he took out money for Alpha to now. I mean, yeah, we're talking uh, like 50 to 60 million, right? Yeah. It's not some unbelievable amount. Uh, right maybe. Now, it might have right been, been class. Well, hold on. It might have been class B stock. It might not have been the cla- the, the public stock. It might have been the privately held stock. So sure, sure. Vince, Linda, Shane, Stephanie, Triple H, all their kids, Marissa Mazzola, Kevin Dunn. Michelle Wilson and George Berrios could hire replacements tomorrow, not sell the company, and never work a day in their life, and then their grandkids would never have to worry about money. Mm. Shane's kids' grandkids don't have to worry about money right now. That's that's where we're at. That's that's why I just don't. I'm not convinced they'll sell. Maybe they will, but that'll be a thing where the day of it happens, and I'll be like, I'm still surprised it went down. Mm. I'm still surprised it went down. I put that in the same boat as Impact Wrestling's going to die. I'll believe it the day that it actually happens. Well, this could actually help Impact because if oh, yeah. wrestling is considered a hot product, then then another TV network with a little bit more uh, market share than Pop may take a flyer on on this now. Yeah, and they might actually get a dollar for it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Impact should be really happy right now. Hey, you think we still see CPAP commercials and knee brace commercials on Ring of Honor? <laughs> yes. Are you in pain? Kick out! Mother of God, that's where we are. Hey, do you think we see Ring of Honor on WGN next year? Um, I think WGN got burned by the WWE that that one time when the main event was was only then. I don't Come think on, they, they were the home of WWF Blast Off. 
I don't. I don't think they get back in the wrestling business. I think. I think they now well, have I mean, their WGN own. would be owned by Sinclair, so they wouldn't really have much of a say. That's true. One billion dollars. The mind boggles. CM Punk was wrong. He He's was. a millionaire who was who who is a billionaire now. Mm. Son of a bitch. Mm. Guys, visit fightful.com. We got all kinds of stuff up there. I won't bore you with the details because there's nothing boring about our stories, especially the one I wrote about the real reason Stokely Hathaway was trying to cut Matt Riddle's hair. Did I fill you in on that one? I saw I saw the photos. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he was trying to get a hair sample of Matt Riddle to confuse WWE's drug testing team that it was actually Keith Lee's so he could keep Keith Lee within his grips, even though he knows that Keith Lee doesn't have the same hair. <laughs> then he later found out they do blood and urine tests, not mixed together, and now he will try to procure blood and or urine from Matt Riddle. You know, I like Stokely a lot. I probably wouldn't try and procure urine from Matt Riddle. I don't put anything past Stokely. I don't. What do you got going on this week, Jeff? Well, there's one show in the can already for Shake Them Ropes. We recorded that yesterday, even before Raw, and, and Rob went on reckless speculation about uh, yeah. about the uh, about the Fox deal. Uh, tomorrow, I plan on recording another episode, perhaps with Rob, perhaps without. It is an Ask Me Anything episode of Shake Them Ropes, much like the thread on the Fightful Forum, should you be there. Um, so if you have questions, you can send them to at Shake Them Ropes or at Crap Game 13, and I will answer them. It doesn't have to be wrestling related. It could be. Uh, I am limiting it to please don't send fantasy booking questions because I really don't care about fantasy booking. If you want fantasy booking, you can head over to FightfulSelect.com. You don't even have to be a subscriber to submit your question. I'm doing a Q&A podcast this week. I will make up that members-only show. Uh, Aaron Hyden had some technical issues. He's got a, a call. I think it's Time Warner Spectrum, whoever the hell it is, to sort all that out. We got a little bit of everything. I'm going to do a new feature, probably monthly, if it were a work, if it were a shoot, where I look at WWE cards and UFC cards and book them the and uh, look at how they end up the opposite. WWE, how their matches would end up if they were a shoot, UFC how they would end up if if UFC could book them however they wanted to. A nice uh, crossover twist, I think. I also have that UFC rankings breakdown. I'm adding more and more MMA content there. Early access to the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Please check out FightfulSelect.com. It is how we can bring you these shows ad-read-free. That way I'm not, you know, shilling you clothing subscription services or draftbeast.com which is you know something you should go to or livingsharp.com a wonderful wonderful site leave us a thumbs up subscribe all that good stuff helps we're out this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.